Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, May 13th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, uh, why don't you take a deep dive on Ohio State's wide receivers on today's show? Uh, I'm going to do a piece for the site later today, the latest installment of In Too Deep, where we project the starters, project the backups, and give some analysis. Um, you know, despite losing a second-round pick in Paris Campbell, a third-round pick in Terry McLaurin, another – uh, you know, productive guy and Johnny Dixon, who's in an NFL on an NFL roster right now. This is a pretty experienced group of wide receivers. They're very talented, but they're also experienced relative. I mean, you look at, you know, KJ Hill has 144 career receptions. He's going to probably break David Boston's uh, school record for career receptions this year. Boston has 191. If KJ Hill stays healthy, he's going to break David Boston's career record for receptions. Uh, you look at that, uh, the X, you're going to have Austin Mack and Ben Victor there. They're going to move around. They're going to play some X and some Y. Chris Olave is a rising star. Uh, and then you look at some of the backups, uh, you know, guys like Garrett Wilson are going to play a lot. Jalen Harris. Jalen Gill is going to play a lot at that H. And C.J. Saunders, another fifth-year senior. Um, just your thoughts on this group of wide receivers overall. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well when you said they're both talented and experienced. You know, I mean – a number of those guys you you listed have been playing for multiple years, been starting for multiple years, which is certainly a plus for Ohio State, especially given, you know, you lose three really good players in, in Campbell, McLaurin, and Dixon. Um, <clears throat> I do think there's still a little bit of questions. We know what K.J. Hill is. You know, Brian Hartland said he has the best hands on the roster. We know what he can do. He's a little bit different than Paris Campbell at that H-back spot, but a reliable guy in the slot, and I think he'll move around a little bit this year too. But – Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor have been, I think, inconsistent throughout their careers. Um, you know, going into their senior year, these are two highly recruited guys that at times have looked very good for Ohio State. At other points, have have looked average. I mean, you go back to last year and, you know, Austin Mack opens the game at TCU with a great catch and then has, you know, two drops in the end zone. Um, Benjamin Victor, we see the ability in the, the play late in the Penn State game, but we haven't seen that you know, much from him um, other than that. And, you know, he's he's been a guy who can make catches in the back of the end zone, like the end of the Maryland game. But, uh, you know, it just, it just hasn't been consistent enough for either of them. Now, obviously, Austin Mack gets hurt. He was on his way, statistics-wise, um, at least a little bit, to, uh, to a really good season before he got hurt. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if they can really put it together. I'm interested with Austin Mack moving around. Um, both the X and the Y this spring, how much he plays at both positions. Jalen Harris is another guy that they said they liked um, this offseason. So we'll see there. And then Chris Olave, it's, you know, what we saw at the end of last year. How how does that translate into a full-time starting role after he stepped in once once Austin Mack got injured? Where does Garrett Wilson fit in at that position? I think he's obviously very talented. I liked what we saw from him this spring. So a lot of guys, a lot of experience, a lot of talent, but I do think there's some question marks, and 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 that's you know natural when you, lo you lose three guys like that to uh, to the NFL that, that you're going to have some questions, and I think they're 
minimal questions given the talent lost, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and KJ Hill, I love KJ Hill. His, he's got such great hands. I mean, he's got the best hands on the team. Um, and he's got the best touchdown celebrations, too. I love the one yeah. last year that had to be impromptu. There's no way he, he could have planned it. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought maybe there'd be a ball that kind of looked like it stuck on his hand and he was going to do it. But that ball where it literally did look like it stuck on his hand with a one-handed catch, and then he's acting like he's trying to get the ball unstuck as he gets to the end zone. That was one of the best, if it was impromptu, one of the best touchdown celebrations I have ever seen. Uh, even if it wasn't impromptu, that was great. He had some other ones as well. Obviously, the high step in uh, for Penn State. But touchdown celebrations aside, um, and just K.J. Hill aside for a moment because I love mm -hmm. his game, Austin Mack's a guy I think could be big this year, Patrick. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a guy I think can, you know, Ben, as you mentioned, I mean, Victor's got, even Urban Meyer once said he might be, you know, the most talented receiver he's coached. Uh, that's typical. I think that was typical hyperbole from Urban. But uh, Austin Mack's the one guy who I think could put together a huge season for this team, in addition to K.J. Hill. And I should say Olave, too. Olave's another guy I think could put together a huge year. But Max, the guy I'm looking at that could really be a big factor as a senior. I agree. And I think had he not gotten hurt, you know, about halfway through last season, he probably would have finished with what we look back on as, as a pretty good statistical season. I think he was almost to his numbers from, from the year prior, you know, halfway through before that Purdue game. So he was putting together a good year. Um, I think that he's motivated, especially given the injury. To, to get back, to prove he's healthy. I think that was a big part this spring was, was testing out that foot, uh, making sure everything was, was all right. And it looked like it was. He was, you know, when we would watch practice, he was cutting hard and, and showed no hesitancy. And yeah, I think he's got all the skills, the size, the hands, the talent, uh, the speed to be one of the, uh, one of the top receivers in the Big Ten. You know, I think one of the, the question marks as we, we talk about wide receivers, you have to ask a little bit about the quarterback because, you know, that, that that's the guy that's going to get them the ball. And, and we've seen only a little bit of Justin Fields. We expect big things, but for a guy like Austin Mack, for, for any of these guys, really, we need, uh, we, we need to see good quarterback play. Like we saw last year, obviously the, the change to a more passing first quarterback and Dwayne Haskins really helped the receivers numbers. So um, yeah, if you're, if you're Austin Mack, you can do everything right, but Justin Fields has to be able to get you the ball, and I think that'll be that'll be key. And I think he will, um, just so we're clear. I, I don't think that'll be a major issue, but there could be a bit of a learning curve. Not everyone comes out and and you know has the season Dwayne Haskins does, and and even Dwayne Haskins started a little slow. But um, yeah, I think Austin Mack, KJ Hill, like you said, both very big years upcoming. Breaking news this morning. I mean, maybe by the time people hear the show, it's it's not going to be breaking news. But um, wow. Um, very few things take me aback here. I'm surprised by this. John Beeline, now formerly Michigan's head basketball coach, has agreed to be the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. Five-year agreement to be the Cleveland Cavs head coach. John Beeline leaving the Wolverines, coming to the Buckeye State. Um, I know he flirted with the, the Pistons last year, I thought. Uh, if he didn't take that job, he wasn't going to probably you know, go to the NBA. He's getting up there in age, and he's got a really good thing going at Michigan. I thought he would just stay at Michigan until he retired. He's been a godsend for that program that you know, really was in dire straits when he took over. He's turned them into a basketball school. I mean, they, he really has turned them into a basketball school. That's a little slap at, that, at their football program, too, I have to make. But, uh, wow, Beeline leaving Michigan to come to the Cavs, Pat. Uh, you got to be uh, pretty surprised by this as well, I would think. I am very surprised. Just as we started recording this, it started popping up on, on social media here. Um, you know, I thought he was a guy, like you said, when he didn't take the job last year, I thought he was 
he was going to be with with Michigan. He's had that program rolling. Um, you know, they've obviously been making deep postseason runs, played in two championship games under him, haven't won uh, anything quite yet. But uh, he's a guy that that I I just assumed at this point was going to be at uh, at Michigan for the long haul. Like, I mean, I guess he's been there for the long haul. But um, yeah, I'm just. Trying to process this as we go along, I think obviously this is good news for Ohio State um, in the sense that you know Michigan, you would assume would take a step back. We'll have to look at who they would go after hiring, um, but you know John Beeline's been a very good coach there. Now they've recruited very well. That's another reason I'm surprised is because he has been recruiting very well. So I think they're set for whoever comes and, and steps in. Um, but you know, when, when you go from a, a John Beeline to, to anyone else, you're usually, you know, losing a little bit um, just because of how good of a coach he's been for them. So, yeah, this is this is surprising. Um, taking this all in for the Big Ten is is going to be very interesting and, and kind of breaking down where Michigan goes from here. But uh, you know, it's it's similar, I think, when when you know an Urban Meyer leaves Ohio State. Obviously, you're you're losing a really, really good head coach, uh, maybe not quite the level of Urban Meyer, but your program is in a good place. So, uh, you know, I think if you're Michigan, you, you probably feel okay about it, but definitely disappointed that a guy like that is, is leaving Ann Arbor for the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is its own angle, uh, coming to Ohio and potentially coaching a guy like Zion Williamson. Um, obviously Colin Sexton's on that team as well. They've got some decent young pieces, Kevin Love. Uh, so you know, this will all be very interesting as we watch this unfold here. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if Michigan fans are okay with this. I, I bet they are just in a state of shock right now. And certainly you know shock. How things are going to work out. You, you never know. Maybe they will hire somebody who not only gets them to two national championship games like John Beeline did, but gets them over the top and wins a national title. You never know how things are going to work out. But man, right now, this looks like a big blow to Michigan. And, um, you know, I mean, in theory, again, you never know how it's going to work out. This could help Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, regardless of who Michigan replaces John Beeline with, whether it be an assistant coach, whether they go out and, and try and hire someone, obviously it's late in the process at this point. Um, you know, you're going to have to come in and, and establish all these recruiting relationships and whatnot. Um, Chris Holtman and his staff have been here now going on to their third year. So um, it's it's definitely an advantage um, for, you know, Ohio State and, and other teams in the Big Ten as well that are, you know, recruiting these same guys and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'll be very interested to see how Michigan handles this process because, like I said, it's, you know, you don't usually have to hire a coach this late in it. We saw it a few years ago when when Thad Mata left Ohio State or when Ohio State parted ways with Thad Mata, I should say. And, you know, it was kind of late in the process for, for Ohio State to get Chris Holtman in, and he was able to obviously rebound. And fortunately, he was, you know, just about three hours away in Indianapolis. So recruiting was was a lot of the same guys. He had you know, formed a lot of those relationships. So it'll be interesting to see where Michigan goes. But yeah, I, I think shocking is uh, is certainly a good way to put it. Yeah, they'll get a good coach. I mean, whoever they yeah. get, they're not they're not going to have to go, uh, you know, bargain basement hunting at all. I mean, they're going to absolutely um, find a good coach. I just don't know if it'll be as good as Beeline. Beeline has had a tremendous career, and before he got to Michigan, he had yeah. he was doing a good job at West Virginia. He coached at some smaller schools before that. The guy's just been a winner everywhere he's been. Speaking of basketball, real quick before I let you go, um, Buckeyes got their first commitment in the 2021 class. Uh, Kalen Etzler, no surprise here. You know, his, his father played for the Buckeyes, Doug Etzler. 
Uh, what surprises me is how tall Kalen is. He's six eight, and he's still he, and he's still a young guy. He's probably going to grow to to be taller than that if he's already six eight. He is, uh, you know, he's ranked as the number two player in Ohio in the twenty twenty one class. Number fourteen power forward in the country. He's a four star recruit. Number fifty one play, overall player in the country. So you know, pretty much a top fifty recruit nationally. Good get for Chris Holman here getting uh, Kalen Etzler. For sure, as we talk about you know recruiting, rolling it at you know other schools, Ohio State continues to do it um, under under Chris Holtman and his staff. And, you know, Ohio State fans have to be pretty excited about about that. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the class coming in in, in 2019 um, and, and what they can bring to, uh, to Ohio State. But going out and getting, you know, starting to build that 2021 class, like we talk about a lot in football, um, but on a smaller scale, you you want to to get guys in early so they can help you build that class. Um, and I think Kalen Etzer would be a, a, a good addition from that perspective. Also a kid that, you know, is, is, um, you know, ranked very high. His, his numbers are very good. Won a state championship, I believe this last year as a sophomore. So, you know, it's somebody that, that I know Ohio state is, is excited about. Um, you know, they've, they've been kind of scouring the country for both the 2020 and 2021 class. And, you know, having this be the first guy they land shows you what they think of him, I think. Great stuff, as usual, from Patrick Murphy. Thank you very much, Patrick. And thanks to all listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's get the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.